A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, Chris Evans here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's podcast at the Best of the Breakfast Show with Sky. Coming up, the body coach Joe Wicks chats his new online PE class on his YouTube channel every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Martin Lewis shares financial wisdom, including the best steps to take for employees not able to work during the coronavirus crisis. Ainsley Harriet discusses his new book and ITV cooking show, Ainsley's Mediterranean Cookbook, currently in Corsica. Plus, Steve Mulhern tells us about the brand new series of In for a Penny and Sharon Hall talks about her brilliant brand new film Military Wives available now on Sky Cinema all of that coming up but Vassos who's first he's the boot camp boss and high intensity hero who's had us all lean in 15 and is now doing PE for free almost a million tuned in for his first web workout and he's just warming up for his second now a man who's definitely hot to squat it's the wonderful (laughs) Joe Wicks good morning Joe Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Oh, we're very well. And thank you on behalf of the nation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A thousand thank yous. I know it's not much skin off your nose, but you bothered to do this. I understand you were quite nervous yesterday because you had an idea of how many people might be watching. Yeah, it was obviously, I've been overwhelmed, really. It's been quite emotional. I've been working on this school stuff for four years. I've been, you know, I've been visiting schools around the UK and with no media, no one wanted to cover it. No one wanted to really talk about it. And so, now to see 806,000 households streaming it is powerful, mate, and it's wonderful to know that everyone shared it. So thank you to everyone that has put it on their newsletters and you know let their friends and family know about it. It's been amazing. Now that's just day one. Uh, your your audience is going to grow exponentially. It will grow here and around the world. Are you already getting a sense of that? Yeah. See, I I thought you know when I had this idea in my head, I was laying in bed and I had this idea for PE with Joe. I thought what a great idea, and I, I kind of saw it as a national thing, but it really has gone global. There was people in you know, in India, in South America, in Scandinavia, like all over the world, even someone in Jamaica was doing it. So that's the power of social media. And I, I've seen my, um, you know, the, the views on my YouTube videos in the past years, <laughs> because obviously people are at home, they, they need content, they need to train. So it's been, you know, I've been building this up for seven years, I've been really working on this. So yeah, I am amazed at how many people are tapping into it, for sure. And now this morning, we've been talking about the fact that, you know, people are worried about 21 days at home. You know, it freaks them out. Now, are they, they going to kill time? Now, they must fill time. And what we've been saying is, look, if you actually approach life differently, if you go back to doing things with depth, with attention, with presence, you might find out uh, in your new regime, in your new temporary life, that if you if you make a smoothie properly from scratch, for example, it take you half an hour. You know, if, if you make a granola from scratch, take you half now, if you do your workout, uh, getting ready for it 15 minutes before, uh, cooling down from it for, for 15 minutes afterwards, there's another hour. You might find there's, there's not enough time in the day if you do things properly. Well, I think, yeah, you know, there's a massive readjustment. And the, the whole reason I'm doing this at 9am every day is because I want, I want children and, and parents as well to have a bit of structure and a bit of routine. And I believe that if you start the day with some exercise, it's going to elevate your mood, you're going to have more energy, and you're going to have a bit more optimism. And during this time, you need that. And so tap into it. If you're a teenager, if you're an adult, if you're a young child, I've got so many workouts on there. And I do believe that it can change the way you perceive, you know, the day and stress and, and it can really lift your mood for the whole day. I really believe that. Well, no, it can. And, you know, you say it's important now. Well, it's important also on the other side of what we're going through. And as I said, and I said yesterday, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it for the next few weeks, we're going to discover a lot of things now in lockdown that will be useful to us after lockdown and then for generations to come. I think so. Yeah, it's that thing of, you know, we're we're just so we're so used to everything. We just we just take everything for granted. The fruit we eat, the food that's delivered to us, it's all you know. We're just kind of used to it. But it's, there's not an infinite supply of things, and we have to be more mindful. And yeah, I've been you know I've, I've been kind of just trying to spread a positive message, and I'm trying to get people to stay calm, stay positive. We're going to get through this. I know it's just a bit unsettling, but we will work through this and things will return to normality and we'll be reconnected with our family and friends again. Yeah, we will work through it. We will work out through it as well, you know, with, with your help. And some amazing pictures coming in uh, of, of kids and families working. So shots from behind their heads with them looking at you on the telly, live on the telly, uh, working out in their living rooms, you know, in their garages. I mean, they are. Jo- who would have thought we would be seeing joyous pictures today? I know it's wonderful, and I think you know the one thing I'm good at is bringing people together through fitness. And I, I'm try, My mission statement has always been to change the culture of fitness within a household. So 
if I can get the mum and dad inspiring the kids and vice versa, then that's when you have a real, you know, you create real impact. And so I think this this time, this week, and it's not even this week, Chris, I've committed to doing this until the schools reopen. So I'm doing this every Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. on my YouTube channel. I'm going to be there. And I think this will have a long lasting effect. This isn't just a quick sort of, um, you know, little little week. It's, it's going to be months and weeks of content that's going to inspire people that hopefully when it's all said and done, they'll still want to do it with their mum and dad at home. So thank you so much for like spreading this to me and helping me reach more people because, you know, I think it's going to grow. I think it's going to build. And like we said, this is giving children a chance to just let off some steam. And it's hard when you're a kid, you can't communicate your feelings as much. Yep. So exercise, you forget about it. You can, it's a calm environment and it's safe. And I think it's, I think it's amazing. So yeah, let's tune in 9am. I'm going to get live um, <laughs> the body coach TV tune in and it's every day, Monday to Friday from now and for foreseeable future. All right. Now, so, so for people who can't catch you at nine o'clock, could, could you maybe repeat it at half past three, which would effectively be a virtual home time for kids maybe? So basically when you do a live on YouTube, it auto saves to the channel. So right. you can come back and do it anytime. So I've had people in New Zealand, Australia doing it like this morning, um, obviously last night. So they're sort of a day behind, but, Honestly, Chris, 2.9 million people have played that video back since yesterday morning. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. All right, uh, Joe, give us the name of the channel one more time before you go, please. So the channel is called The Body Coach TV. And what you do is you go to the channel, you hit the subscribe button, and you'll be notified when I go live. And it will be live every day, Monday to Friday, 9am. And I'd love to see you there. And thanks for your support, Chris. Lots of love, mate. Joe, you are very welcome. Nice to see you. And thanks for all the things you've done for us in the past. Joe Wicks there. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Our next guest is a man in the know about your dough. From savings to loans to a nice, easy freebie, he does the finger work so you don't have to. Here to point our pennies through this pivotal period, it's the money-saving expert himself, marvellous, masterful Martin Lewis. Good morning, Martin. What an intro. I, I like that. I, like that. I want to take you to everywhere I go. That yeah. was fantastic. You'll, Thank you. You'll never get an intro like that on Sky News. Um, I, I, as much as we love our colleagues and, and friends at Sky News. Uh, so, Martin, I could fanny around um, with some flim flam here, but just give us some solid goal takeaways for the next few weeks financially, please. Oh, well, let's let's split it into employed people and self-employed people. These are the two big panics going on. Off you go. I'll start with people who are employed. Now, the thing to understand if you're employed is... What the government has effectively tried to do is put a number of the nation's workers on standby. Those people who can't work, you're being put on standby. Think of the telly, you press it, it goes on the red button, you're there on hold, you're waiting to restart so we can trigger everything. This is called furlough. And what happens is if you're put on standby, your employer will get 80% of your salary up to a maximum of £2,500 a month. Now, this is really important. The key is there isn't really a definition of who can be put on standby and who can't. Lots of people are asking me, if you were paid by PAYE, you might even be on a zero hours contract. If you were paid by PAYE, your earnings in February are what counts and you can be put on standby. Now, this fills two of the big gaps everyone's asking me about. The first one is, I can't work because I've got to stay at home to look after my children. My job is still available. I, therefore, I don't think I be, can be furloughed. You can if your company allows it. Ask your company to put you on furlough. Now, I'll give you an example. Somebody I know close to me um, over the last week lost their job last Wednesday in a terrible strait. They'd only been working at a new place for a month. They, got, they lost their job. On the Friday when this announcement came, I said, call them up and ask them to take you back. And they were like, I, that won't happen. So call them up and say, look, I'll take a pay cut from 100% to 80%. That means I will cost you nothing because the government will give you the money. Hand me back on, put me on furlough. The job was reinstated. The job came back at no cost to the company. The same for people who are going to be have to self-isolate for 12 weeks. Ask them to put you on furlough. Even if you were about to move jobs, start a new job, and you left your old job of three weeks ago to move somewhere else, and the new job isn't starting, ask the old company, please take me back, put me on furlough. The government wants to try and support employees through this. That's what the furlough system is about. So that's the first thing to understand, but employers don't necessarily understand it. Go on to HMRC, speak, and look at the details there, take it to your employer and ask them, can you put me on furlough? If you can't work, that's what it's for. So that's the first big tranche, Chris. Okay, okay. Ca carry on, Second please. Second one, self-employed. Now, this is the one everyone's worried about, and rightly so, because we haven't seen the parity of measures for those who are self-employed as what I've just talked about with employees. But I spoke to, and we have to do it this way, 
official sources last night, and I have confirmation they are working on a plan for the self-employed. They hope to announce it this week. I don't know exactly what it is, but I suspect the start point is looking to give a similar thing to what they've done for employees of 80% of the salary up to £2,500 a month. It's much technically much more difficult to work out how to do it with self-employed, which is why it's taking longer. But there will be something coming. The other thing to say for those who are self-employed is lots of people are poo-pooing universal credit, thinking that it's trivial. Well, they've made two changes. They've increased the amount you get by, yes, it is only £20 £1,000 a year, £20 a week. But they've changed the housing payment possible. Housing payment can be for private renters. It can be for interest on a mortgage. In some cases, universal credit can be over 1500 quid a month, and it's not taxed, which means it could technically, at uh, the top end, be worth more than that furlough payment I was talking about. So if I had to split those are the two big messages right now about your income, employees, if you can't walk, work, talk about being furloughed, self-employed, Look at universal credit and keep watching the news or watch my feeds because I'm doing this all the time. I'm knackered. But anyway, it's important. <laughs> and, and I'm not a doctor sitting in a hospital. Please, God, praise all of those way more than me. Right. But there is going to be an announcement if you're self-employed and you're panicking. My big message to you. Hold on. Yeah, we'll get there. All right, Martin, you, you're, a, you're a force for good. Uh, St. Martin Lewis uh, has been on your radio. Please go and rest your voice because you're going to need it again uh, for another media platform in about a minute. All right? Thanks, mate. Take care. All right, pal. Uh, Martin Lewis, isn't he great? Isn't he just great, Martin Lewis? Just out there doing what he can, which he's always done, uh, even pre-coronavirus. He just gets out. He's made his money. He's done all right 10 years ago now, 15 years ago now, and now he just tries to help other people get uh, somewhere close to where he seems to be. Um, and he is full of wisdom, full of knowledge, and full of gratitude. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. If anyone can stay cool as a cucumber in the heat of the kitchen, it's this guy. <laughs> He's hosted more TV shows than you can shake a breadstick at. His 17th book, Mediterranean Cookbook, is out this week alongside the 10-part ITV series of the same name. A man who always cooks up a storm, the awesome Ainsley Harriet. Good morning, Ainsley. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, you? Vietnam. I'm all right. How are you? I'm uh, very, very well. Very, very well. OK, now there are a few uh, more beautiful places in the world for anyone to be ever than Corsica or Sardinia. Uh, you got to go to the former and we can watch it 10.30am uh, this Sunday morning on ITV. What kind of things did you get up to? Who, what kind of people did uh, you meet? Well, it's just that's the, the real beauty of it is that you're meeting people who have a passion like we do here. I think things are changing now where people just sort of ate food food because it was fuel there they talk about where their food comes from and they know the local farm or the, the dairy person it's all about people that you know in a community and what they're bringing to it and they bring in all this wonderful food that has a, a traditional feel to it because a lot of recipes have been passed down to, from their grandmother or grandfather someone's had it and they pass it around so you you tend to experience that and, of course, it's the beauty and the history of the place. I've mentioned it before, but my favourite fact about Corsica is that if Napoleon Bonaparte was born three months earlier, he would have been Italian and not French. No, that's so right. So, yeah. it's, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. And, and uh, of course, uh, you know, other parts like Bonifacio, fantastic history. You learn all about the way they defended the country and the fantastic castles and everything that they have around there. Really lovely, lovely, Chris. All right, now, uh, you meet people, uh, they cook, you cook, uh, you picked a mountain. Where was your mountain? What did you get up to? What, what do you mean, mountain? You, mountain. You, you, you're cooking on the top of a mountain. You know, you were there. You, oh, oh, yeah. You, oh, you, oh, <laughs> of course you're talking about one What did I get up to? Yeah. I think you just... Uh, you just go out, you buy the local ingredients, so you meet the people, mm -hmm. and then you, you buy cause a lot of the, uh, around those areas, all those countries and Mediterranean countries you've been talking about, surrounded by water. So you're able to pick up some wonderful fish. And, and of course, I just go up there and I might be doing, as you saw last week, I'm doing the beautiful skewers, which I cooked on board my catamaran. <laughs> Otherwise, I could go off and I could make wonderful tagines and, you know, or indeed just sort of be grilling fish on the beach. Very, very simple stuff, but stuff is that, you know, people can look at at home and think, yeah, I can have a go at that. 
Yeah, you can, and now the book's out as well. Um, the Mediterranean cookbook. There you are, beaming on the front cover. Well, by the way, what's, what's your secret? You're looking younger nowadays. What, what's going on? What's going on back at Ainsley uh, Harriet Towers? There. What's going on? With the, you I've can been tell doing us about. The Wix exercise, didn't I? Mate, I'm not doing. joking. You look fantastic. You look a lot leaner oh, than you've looked at. Uh, you know, in the last couple of years. Have you have you changed your regime or anything? Not really. I think I think you just cut you cut down on your food a little you bit. Do. But, um, I do my Pilates once a week, and uh, you know, um, which I'm not doing at the moment, sadly. And love playing my tennis. And I think it's just kind of. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, Chris. As we get a, get a little bit older, I look at a plate of food in front of me. I used to go back for seconds or thirds. Yeah. I just eat what I can now. Yeah. You know, everything within moderation. And I think this is certainly what's just going to happen. Uh, this time, you know, when all of us are at home and stuff like that, we can look at food a little bit differently. We are going to be a different nation at the end of all of this. Uh, now, are you tempted to do a, some kind of live cook-along, a la Joe Wicks, you know, with his exercise? Yeah. No, no that's, that's fantastic. What I have been doing, I've been sharing little things that I've been cooking, and as time's gone on, I'm thinking, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to sh- just, like chefs, you know, share what you're doing at home. Show people how simple things can actually be achieved because we tend to get a little bit lazy. You know, we kind of want something that's almost pre-done, but we have time on our hands now. So, you know, just take a little bit of a breather, a little bit of a step back and think, hey, I'm going to learn how to do that. And there's some wonderful dishes that, I do that I, I want to be able to share with people online. So watch this space, that's what I'd say. Where else do you get to go to in your catamaran? Oh, <laughs> well, I wish it was always a catamaran, but it's not quite. But I off to Sardinia, and then each week um, I, I go to different parts, like I'm in Bonifacio in Corsica next week, then Sardinia, Olbia. And um, for people who know Sardinia, it is a fantastic country too. And uh, there's so much to see, really. And then... There's two, that's two parts, and Oliena, and then the Marrakesh, Seville, Granada, and I even go to Jordan, which people say, what, Jordan, you know, of the Mediterranean? Yeah, yeah. But it's all, about, it's all about the spice route. You know, of course, all these people, they bought all their wonderful, you know, the traders and everything. They pass through Jordan, and they would bring things like rice, or they would bring the chicken, and they'd then share all their lovely... Um, different spices and stuff it's it's all how food actually you know made its its way around the world and fascinating and of course i incorporate that into the show i speak to people and i say how did this arrive here why do you do that and it just combines it and of course uh as you say chris lots of lovely water i even go off to petra and aquabar places like that in jordan so you really do get to see the history of the place and how it all came about. And okay. so there's just lots for people to see. And uh, as you say, it's happening over a 10-week period and uh, an hour show and get up on a Sunday morning and, uh, you know, have some fun. All right, pal. Uh, well, listen, you, oh, as always, I said this last time you came on the show, you're always welcome here. Ainsley's uh, Mediterranean Cookbook is out now. You can order it online, get it delivered. That's all still uh, allowed. Uh, we're still free to do these kind of things. All the recipes from the major ITV series become a a super cook cooking on gas like never before the best of the chris evans breakfast show with sky on virgin radio mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market So we've heard from three guests already, but there's still more guests to come. Stephen Mulhern shedding ITV's brand new series of In For A Penny. Tom Kerridge discussing his new ready meal delivery service. And Sharon Horgan tells us about her brilliant brand new film, Military Wives. Plus, Noel Fitzpatrick talks us through his new podcast. And Matt Hancock discusses how to socially distance effectively. All that's on the way. Vassos, you take it away.
He's the only man in the world who could convince strangers to dip their hands in brown sauce and lick it off. And yes, that does happen in his on-street game show In For A Penny on ITV1 tomorrow. We should also mention that nobody rocks a gold sparkly jacket like the hilarious Stephen Mulhern. Hey, we nearly got there. (laughs) What kind of of host are you? Uh, What a a start. Morning, Stephen. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. For people who, yeah. who aren't aware of In For A Penny, because you'll get a lot of new viewers tomorrow. Uh, so, so what? first of all, what's the idea? How did it start? How long has it been going? Uh, and what can they expect to see? Well, you were talking about imitation just a moment ago. And I've got to be honest, you know I'm a massive, massive fan of yours. And I do believe that when we were trying to come up with a, a new show and that sort of stuff, a lot of it was inspired about the madness that you used to do on, you know, CFI Friday and Don't Get Your Toothbrush and all that sort of stuff. And, um... I just think overall, um, the basic idea of the show, for those that haven't seen it, is that um, we go out on the street, nobody's cast. Literally, I can come up to anybody and say, have you got a penny? If you've got a penny, you've got a chance to play for a grand. There's five rounds that can be literally anything. Like you mentioned earlier, um, you dip your hands in you know, brown sauce and all you've got to do is suck it off. And if you don't, then <laughs> you, you go through to the next round. Uh, the final round is a stopwatch game where I will say, OK, you've got to start in 16 seconds. All of the games are just so simple. You can you get the rules within one one line. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing what what reactions we get with somebody, you know, filling up their, their car with petrol. If they want to put £40 in, if they go a penny over or a penny below, they've got to pay for it themselves. But if they get it bang on, which we've all tried, <laughs> um, then we pay for it. We've got some new games as well. Yeah. We've got um, Celebrity drive through which is where we have a celebrity. You'll like it, actually. So we've got this celebrity who, um, who's taken your order. So you're there at the window waiting for you to drive around, and then you do your order like you'd normally do at you know, KFC and McDonald's, whatever. And um, so they'll place their order for them or their family, and then I will then arrive, and they can ask the celebrity five yes or no questions. And if they guess who that celebrity is that's talking to them, um, we'll pay for their food. Um, and if they don't, they'll pay themselves. Then they drive around, they see who the celebrity is. But there was this one person who didn't want to play. They didn't want to be on the TV. So we went, OK, no worries. So the celebrities are in their uniform for whichever store they were at, and they're now standing in the background whilst a real member of staff takes their order. The person drives around, spots the celebrity who's on TV every day of the week, and I heard him literally saying, oh, look how the mighty fall. <laughs> No way! Genuinely funny. It's some people's take on Imagine being that kind of person who doesn't. Like we were talking earlier on, Steve, about uh, people, you know, when uh, social distancing was first brought in, people who were going out to shout at people who were too close to them. The people are mad, aren't they? They're mental. Yeah, it's, um, I actually had this in, a, in my local um, Sainsbury's just uh, around the corner from me, maybe, uh, maybe three or four days ago, and this lady looked, was kitted out. And rightly so, you know, she had the mask on, the gloves on, and the guy was standing behind her, which she deemed was too close, and she literally shouted, Get back! Get back! <laughs> and you go, wow, you know, this is, uh, I know this is serious times, and we've got to take it seriously. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's that thing where, yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird. It is, it is, it is, it is. But, but uh, the vast majority of people are doing the right things, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and shows like yours, so important, so important in times like this. Can you remember the first ever In For A Penny, In For A Pound challenge? The very first one. I know the State Bake Challenge was on the first, the first um, episode. I'm trying to think of what the very first game was. Um, I should know that, and I'm now going to... That's going to annoy This is what you do. <laughs> sorry, you do sorry, 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 sorry. It's only because I'm a nerd. I'll always be a nerd. <laughs> I, I love it. You know, I, I adore it. Uh, I, lo- I love, by the way, driving... Uh, can you drive me around the bend? That's abs- an absolute yeah. classic... And all of these games, again, this is a new game that you'll see on Saturday tomorrow night. Um, All it is is you go to a car park and within one reverse, you're not allowed to move forward once you've gone for it. You've got to get your car um, into into the space and you're not allowed to touch the lines either side. And if you do it, we'll give you £100. But some of the parking, wow, wow, wow. (laughs) And also some of the things that people keep in their car. There was this one lady who literally, (laughs) she must have had her house. It was everything. It was just... 
It was ridiculous. It's so funny, isn't it? Uh, this would be great. You should you should hit Ants and Deck one day at home because I know they live near each other. Just hit them at home, and it's, it's the decks against the ants, and they've got a they've got no choice but to play for charity or something like that. And you can get M- yeah. Mummy Mulhern in as the chief adjudicator and things <laughs> like that. We 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 once we Will and I once toyed with this. We never got this one off the ground, Steve. But here's one for you. And I know, I know we always have these kind of exchanges when we talk. But I love them, right? Because you get all yeah. my old juices going, right? So we 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 had this game um, where we were gonna. It, it never happened because you could never get it together. So, so you, you, you stop passers-by. You're outside a bed shop, right? And you right. stop passers-by and you invite people, 10 people, and there are 10 beds in the window, okay? And right. you invite 10 people to, 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 to get on or in a bed each, passers-by, right? And then right. You, you, um, you connect them up to um, whatever you, you, you is required to sense when they've fallen asleep to stage one of sleep. And it's the first person to get to sleep for 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine thinking, oh, my God, if I can fall asleep now, I get 10 grand. Because you know when various thoughts keep you awake. But if you, so the first person to genuinely fall asleep and scientifically can improve this because they're all hooked up to all the right machines, fall asleep for 10 grand in a bed shop window. How good is that? But it is, it is that thing that where you go, when you really want to fall asleep, you can't. And the thought of 10 grand in your bank, you can't. Honestly, my kids love that show. I love that show. One for all the family. More important now than ever. Just a bit of fun. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. From posh hotels to village pubs, our next guest can make any food taste phenomenal. Trailing Michelin stars and best-selling cookbooks in his slimline wake. Think tasty, think tall, think terrific. (laughs) It's Tom Kerridge. Good morning, Tom. (laughs) Good morning, guys. Uh, Right, so, uh, Tom, you you are in charge of, you're the proprietor of uh, uh, caterers, uh, Lush Catering. Uh, You have your food festivals. Of course, you do your pub in the parks. uh, And also you have uh, your legendary restaurants. You have the Hand and Flowers. You have the coach. You have the Butcher's Tap. And a week ago, you had to change business and you turned on a sixpence and you said, right, no messing about. Let's get on with this. What kind of changes did you make? Well, okay, so we turned the butcher's tap into well it's it still operates as a shop as the butchers and obviously people's buying loads and loads of meat but we started doing ready meals we turned everything out we ripped all the tables and chairs out we started doing ready meals for people but with delivery we wanted people to be able to stay home stay safe so we've got a team of volunteers we're making the ready meals actually we're making the ready meals up we've also got a unit that was making pies for airways uh and, and working in formula one <laughs> pies so sadly, for airways so, 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 pie so in the sky. There's no planes. <laughs> so, as, as no planes are flying right. and, and no Formula One is happening, we've gone, right, well, let's make ready meals out of this amazing food safe area and then let's get them to people. Let's see what we can do. We're delivering them to everybody in the local area of Marlow. So and with 50% off for all NHS workers. So we're trying to do as much as we can. In fact, I've got bigger plans for it as well. We're going to do a lot. We're going to do a lot, lot more. I think we've, I've got I've got some more plans. You'll have to have me on next week, Chris, when I announce what we're going to do. But we're going to try and do a load more out of that unit and try and reach as many people people as possible with these amazing ready meals tom you are welcome on anytime you like is that a, a volunteer that i could hear in the background there that is that's my little man who's <laughs> running around having eaten two sausages in his pants with actually a box of lego on his foot that he's turned into a new lion cage that is he's now the lion yeah i mean this is the this is the standard lockdown behavior yeah. i don't know if anybody saw my instagram the other day but i did try giving him a haircut and like obviously the hairdressers are cut he got fed up halfway uh, shut he got fed up halfway through and yeah. he ended up going to bed with half a haircut well that's, I mean, that's not fair you know, he, I think it's going to be standard behaviour but he, also he can't get his own back on you with the scissors <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair that is very there's no quid true. pro quo going that on there true. is there Tom Kerridge <laughs> so from, from a business true. point of view Tom you know I, I saw you last week and I you know I've, I've got great respect for you as a human being you know as a chef as a business person and you've been so good to us over the years you've given us so much of your time and you know time is the most precious currency of all for most of us and you've given so much of your time over to Carfest and I mean like we you know it would add up to weeks and weeks and weeks of you and your family's time but I'd never seen you in the mode I saw you in last week and you said right okay what do we do and you literally literally there was no messing around you said okay let's get on with this we need to protect the workforce you had a big meeting with all your staff I mean what kind of things did you do and had you did you did you seek any advice on what to do or did you just was it an inst- in- instinctive thing 
all of it is instinctive. And I think there's so many people that are trying to react to this. I mean, and it's not just, you know, the front line that happened first was the hospitality industry, the pubs and the clubs and the bars, when we were told that people shouldn't be going there. Um, but there wasn't an official kind of lockdown. And it's kind of how do we react to that? What do we do? How can we make it work? How do you protect all your staff? Because they're the most important thing. And, you know, the biggest thing is we are going to come out of this the other side. And like you keep saying, Chris, it is about positivity. We are going to make it a better place. We are going to come out. And you want to come out the other side with all those amazing people that helped build those restaurants and those spaces, what they are. So how do you protect them in the first place? What can we do? What can we do to keep things, um, keep them in a positive mindset, make them not worried about their jobs? So <clears throat> the first thing we did is start thinking, OK, well, this is all shut. But what can we do in the meantime to go? How do we get things out to everybody else in Marla? So it was a straight right. Let's save all the staff, save all the jobs, not lay any, anyone off. And then what positivity can we have to make it go forward? And, you know, turning it into getting ready meals, getting people to volunteer to do stuff, trying to do delivery services and just trying to go, you know, when you're just full on with work, you yeah. just you just got to focus it in a different way. And being focused and positive, that positive mindset has got, you know, it stretches out to the staff and it stretches out further. And, you know, you're, you're exactly the same. We had that conversation. You were off. This has got to be positive. We've got to look at it. There's no point in sitting at home and feeling sorry for ourselves because it is happening. Yeah. So you can either react to, you know, you can either let it wash over you and be completely swamped by it or you can react to it. And you've got to, you know, we can't avoid it. So you've got to be positive. So let's do good things do as much as we can to help as many people out there see what we can do save staff save people you know and make sure people stay safe and stay at home and do everything that we can to get lovely food out to them all right so tom <laughs> now um i'm coming to check on the studio the home studio uh, to just make sure it's all all right it's not sunk um later on this afternoon in case we need it over the next <laughs> yeah. few days uh, but of course i'll be passing borough market on the way is there anything i can get for you any assert- the, I, do you know what? what? If there's anything left in Borough Market, the one bit eggs. Everyone seems to be desperate for eggs. It's eggs, true. eggs and yeah. flour. Okay, eggs so and flour. Those are the things that everyone needs. Got some lovely chard there at the moment. Have they? Yeah. Ooh, I love a bit of chard. Jersey yeah, Royals. yeah. Get some chard. We'll do. Bit of rhubarb. We'll do something with that. <laughs> I tell you what, if you are going past there, grab, grab a, a ru- load of stuff. Right. All right, grab a load of stuff, yep. bring it over, and I'll cook it. We'll oh. cook it, we'll film it, we'll show everybody what we've done with whatever you've grabbed from Borough Market. Okay, Although you've it. got to have a budget. You've got to have a budget. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. Chris Evans don't, and turn, don't, turn, up with, <laughs> turn up with... I found these two lobsters. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Well, you, look, I learned from the master, Tom. But um, I've got the van as well. I've got the van so I can get a load of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I won't take it away from other people who need it, but if it's going to perish, I suppose, to being sold I will pay for it and I'll bring it around uh, Tom thank you so Absolutely. much bring uh, it and we'll cook good it. luck here's to you and here's to everybody else uh, doing the same thing doing the right thing doing all we can and if you're rolling with the punches just go with your hunches we don't know whether we're doing the right thing we just hope we're doing the right thing thank, thank you Tom the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio if you thought you were versatile then wait till you meet our next guest she is an award winning all singing actor producer and writer who can go from comedy to drama and most recently to heartwarming in the brand new film Military Wives. Here to tell us how she does it before she starts homeschooling, it's Super Sharon Horgan. Good morning, Shazam. <laughs> morning, how are you? Very well, congratulations. What a film. What a film. Oh, thank you. Seriously, uh, Military Wives available now on all streaming platforms and Sky Store Premiere. This is one to watch this weekend. My goodness me, it's good. And you can tell straight off the bat, you can tell uh, the rhythm of the scenes, uh, the, the, the cut of the characters fantastic now your character goes toe to toe with Kristen scott thomas that that the just the thought of that scares the life out of me how was it for you <laughs> yeah it was completely uh terrifying but um i think that that kind of worked you know for for the characters that i was a little bit scared of uh Kristen scott thomas throughout um <laughs> she was she was brilliant she was so much fun uh to work with but they're you know they're completely different characters and yep. the fact that we have this sort of head-to-head throughout and it just sort of becomes this great kind of bromance that develops and they end up you know really loving each other and supporting each other and stuff is uh, yeah, what is the female equivalent of a bromance i was trying to figure that out i don't know 
Well, it's, uh, br- it's annoying. We need it, one. Yes, yeah, so, sorority would be sorority. So, 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 so it's Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, so, do so, so she's dead posh. Her character's dead posh because she's married to the colonel. Who, who's your character married to? Uh, well, he, he, he was a, a squaddy when I when I married him first and he becomes... Um, he Sergeant becomes, Major, doesn't he? He becomes a, yeah, a Sergeant Major. And so I become the RSM's wife and then suddenly I have all this responsibility that I never really sort of wanted. And she's great at sort of telling people what to do and I'm I'm terrible at being told what to do, but we end up sort of having to put together this um, this choir to to help the the women through this terrible time where their partners are deployed to Afghanistan. And just like um, happened in the real life story with Gareth Malone putting together this choir, they start off being really pretty terrible at at, at singing and, and very and reluctant the whole thing. as then, well. Yeah, well, like us, you know, like the actors, we we were in, incredibly nervous about it. I mean, most of us hadn't sung before. There's a few good singers in there, but um, on the whole, we were, you know, it's kind of terrifying. But it's kind of it, it. It's I can understand now why it helped them so much and why it kind of took their minds off it because um, when when we were doing it together, it just it instantly makes you feel good. It has this mad kind of a effect on you singing <laughs> you know it just sort of it releases it you know your you, you, oxygen to your blood and it releases endorphins and all this kind of thing and you suddenly feel like oh my god we sound better together and uh, yeah i kind of i i understood how how it must have um felt for them well it's, you a, know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sober release of your inhibitions it's the opposite of living on a prayer after eight pints yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is also great. Which, <laughs> no, which, which is which fine. Also works. <laughs> but but, <laughs> but there's a thing about it's called about going above or below the thought line. So the term Buddha means above intellect. The term Buddha means below intellect. And if you have a few mm. pints, you still get off. You still get off the crazy line, the line that's making you crazy, the thought line that's doing your head in. But you go below it. So the next day, guess what? You've <laughs> got to get climb back to the top of the mountain. But if you sing, you get it. You go above it, and so you can then just float ah. back down to where you were. And that's the thing about positive and negative distraction or whatever you whatever you want to call it which is why it's so important but yeah of course it's, it's a yogic experience exactly but it's inspired by the, by the true story that we all have our own different sort of perspectives on and they're all good they're just a, different grades of good different colors of, of goodness uh, did you meet any of the original wives yeah we did um in fact we we had a lot of them we, we were filming on actual you know military bases yeah. we shot on the Catterick garrison and raf halton and uh our director, Peter Cantania, wanted to have, you know, wanted it to be as authentic as possible. So they, you know, they were in the background and they were extras in a bunch of scenes. And the location that was used for um, Kristen Carter's Kate's house was the actual setting of the first Military Wives Choir. And, you know, we were filming in the in their homes. And so we met them and we got to, you know, hang out with them. And which was great because you kind of you got an incredible sense of what they were going through and how amazing they are i mean they have to just do all the regular stuff that we have to do in normal life and then on top of that they're in this really difficult situation where they don't know you know what's happening what could happen next they're away for their partners are away for up to six months at a time you know these tours are really long and and they're just waiting you know they're just waiting for sometimes for 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 terrible news and and they needed they needed something to to get them through that they needed something to bring them together and keep their minds off a situation, you know, that they've got no control over. And I mean, these women, they, they came along to, we had our, our premiere before all the madness sort of um, happened and, and just, just being around them, it just sort of puts everything into perspective and makes you, um, I mean, I'm just delighted that there's stories out there because most people don't really think about them. You know, they're kind of sort of a bit of an invisible community. They're sort of isolated and you feel that when you're on the bases, yeah, you know, yeah. and, uh, I, I love that they're they're sort of being recognised, you know. Well, Sharon, you're amazing. This film is brilliant. Everybody in it is brilliant. Kristen Scott Thompson is brilliant. Uh, Military Wives available she? now. She is on all streaming platforms and Sky Store Premiere. I you, there is not a better film to watch th- this weekend than this film. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Who are we talking about, Vassos? He's famous for talking to the animals and now you can hear him talking about the animals as well. His new weekly podcast, Animal People, launches today and here to tell us why we go balmy for a bark and mad for a meow is the super vet himself, Noel 
Faber Fitzpatrick. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, everybody. How are you? How are you? I got introduced by Vassos. What an honour. I know, I know. Make the most of it. It's not, it's not going to happen for everybody. It happened today, Noel. And, Amazing. Uh, you Amazing. should be grateful that you are. So how does the world look from where you are at the moment, Noel? Well, uh, it's a tough one. Uh, I was already in confinement uh, a few weeks before because uh, I fell down the stairs and broke my neck. So... Uh, I'd already got used to it a little bit. And now, of course, uh, everybody is uh, concerned. And uh, the practice is is running as best we can. We support our our human colleagues in medicine as best we can. We look after the animals as best we can. We see people in the car park and uh, we talk to them uh, across the car park and admit their dog uh, without uh, touching them or bumping their elbow. Now, that can't be easy, uh, bearing in mind the character of of some of the dogs that I've seen at your place. Uh, No, it's not easy. But you know what? It's not easy times. And we all have to do our bit to uh, support uh, families and and animals are integral family members which you know you and i both recognize so we have to do our best and the veterinary community is pulling together and everybody is uh, taking advice and of course the landscape is changing daily uh, the world uh, small animal veterinary association british veterinary association are issuing advice uh, on a daily uh, basis and we're all trying to do our best to keep the animals healthy now what a time to launch your podcast um you know because uh, the podcasting is 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 still completely accessible to almost everyone um and i think you're going to see a real spike in the world of podcasting how new is yours um where is it uh, and what have you talked about so far well, uh, the podcast, of course, the idea has been around for ages. In fact, it's been around since I did radio way back and then did radio with you. And I thought in my consulting room every day, uh, the man's facade uh, breaks down. You were talking about people's cars and people's houses just now uh, and our good friend Chris and his house. The, the reality is that in a consulting room of a vet, when your animal is sick, your whole life unravels in front of you, whatever's going on, the cancer you've had, the divorce you've had and everything else. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. You know, through the prism, through the aperture of your love for an animal, your whole life becomes authentic, real, a real integrity of it. And I thought, well, what if I can just have a chat with people, animal people, people who like animals? So I thought about all of these people that, that might be possible. So we've got Brian May, we've got Charlene Spateri, we've got Dynamo, we've got Farron Cotton, and we've got Martin and Shirley Kemp, and we've got Michael Ball. And we're talking to these people about their journeys through their lives, but also, you know, who knew there was a cat in the studio when Freddie Mercury is recording Night at the Opera? <laughs> who knew there was a, a cat called Einstein on, on the floor of the lab when Brian May is studying astrophysics <laughs> and suddenly his life takes a different route? I mean, right. can you imagine what might have happened if Einstein the cat had in fact been of greater importance than rock and roll? So that really fascinates me. It's funny, it's, it's heartwarming, and it's about what really makes us human. So I thought, well, if I can reflect everyday consults, the, the essence of humanity, what makes us human, then we could do a podcast. Right, so episode one with Brian is out today, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I believe so. It was scheduled anyway. It's just coincidence, serendipity, if you like. But I think it reminds us about why we're human at all, why we have to look after each other, and very importantly, why we need to look after the animals, uh, because they bring out the best in us. So the, the podcast Animal People is out today. People can get it on all podcast spot platforms and Spotify and whatever else. But ultimately, it's just about bringing a little love, hope and redemption into your life. And, and I think at the moment, we really need that. So is Brian a cat man then? Uh, he is, yeah. There were lots of cats in, uh, in Brian's life and lots of cats in Freddie's life. And of course, Brian loves hedgehogs and I love hedgehogs and uh, we bond <laughs> Who we doesn't bonded love hedgehogs? Over, we bonded over our love of hedgehogs and I, I've uh, mended a lot of hedgehogs so you can just imagine uh, Brian being uh, pushed up on his big hydraulic thing to play his solo guitar. Yeah, yeah. Probably he's think, thinking about cats and hedgehogs. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, so the people you mentioned before, are they already in the can? Are they done? A, do you have those down already, those interviews? Yeah, those are done already. And of course, you and I have known each other a while, Chris, and you know that you know, I'm passionate about music and I love, I love to combine my, my two greatest loves, artistic people and animals. And it's, I mean, it's a dream come true for me because I get to speak to really interesting, fascinating people and all of them are good people. So those people I mentioned, yeah, Brian and Charlene and, and, and Michael Ball and, and Fern Cotton and Dynamo and Martin and Shirley Kemp, they're all in the can. And, uh, you know, we'll probably have to go down the route of, of Skyping people now, which is great. We get to see inside their homes with their dogs and cats as well. Yeah, and in a way, easier to book because they don't have to come to you or you don't have to go to them. 
Well, yeah, there is that. And uh, I could do it in between operations. I mean, it could bring on a whole new vista. And also, <laughs> you know, when you put, but animals do open that chink of light into our souls. And, and whatever way we access that, whether it's chatting on the phone or Skype or whatever else, the goodness pours out. And that's what we need right now. More goodness, more good news stories, because we are going to come through this. And at the end of the day, the important thing is that we, we learn that there's some big lesson here. And that lesson is we need to become more human. We need to get in contact with what's really important. And I see that in the relationship between an animal and a human. That's what's really important. That yeah. brings out the very best in us. Oh, oh, we need to become more animal in, in the in the best sense of, of that particular phrase. I heard this amazing quote over the weekend that um, uh, the non-Buddhist says, uh, um, panic, panic, everything's out of control. And the Buddhist said, uh, relax, everything's out of control. Yeah, of course, because that's enlightenment. And enlightenment is coming in contact with pure consciousness. And animals are in pure consciousness all of the time. And that's the miraculous thing about... Um, what you know, we feel when we're, we're cooped up, and also what we, what I've been trying to reflect in this podcast is that state of pure consciousness. When you let all of the rest of the stuff go, there is no panic, there is no confusion, because we are all one, and we're going to do the right thing and get through it as one man and animal together. Love it. Okay, now love you, love it, uh, love the podcast. No, it's love you guys. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome. Animal People Podcast Episode One out today with Brian May. In conversation with Noel. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. We're joined next by Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, Matt Hancock. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you so much. Very lucky Good. to be very well and at work. Um, quickie, Matt, please, if you don't mind, first of all, no point scoring here whatsoever. Just uh, a bit no. more clarity. The question we're being asked most by most of our listeners is to yeah. do with um, the Prime Minister's briefing last night when he said it is fine to go out and exercise, uh, practice social distancing, good for well-being, good for mental health, uh, good for grown-ups and the kids. And then a couple of sentences later, he said, but if at all possible, stay at home. And that's slightly that's a, a slightly conflicting message. Can you give us more clarity on that, please? Well, the thing is, Chris, that people have got to stay more than two metres, six foot, uh, away from uh, other people who they don't live with. So if you can, staying at home is clearly the safest thing to do for you, uh, and for others and to protect the people who work in the NHS who otherwise are going to have to, um, you know, have to have to support you if you end up getting coronavirus. But it, but of course, people want to go outside. I understand that. But they've got to stay more than two metres away. You know, you can catch this outside as well as inside. But we get I get how important it is for people to, you know, go outside, walk the dog. But uh, but unfortunately, if we see too many people still spreading the disease, then we are going to have to take more action. I mean, I don't like all the things we've had to do, but it, it, it's so clear that it's necessary to protect life. Is that inevitable, Matt, honestly? Uh, well, I hope we don't have to. But last week, uh, you know, at the start of the week, we said you mustn't go to the pub or restaurant or bar. And then by the end of the week, we had to say... And we're going to close them and we're going to enforce that with the police. So you can see that we don't want to take these measures, but we absolutely will if we need to, because what matters is stopping the spread of this disease and keeping people alive. Right. So, Matt, real life scenario. We go and see great yeah. Auntie Pauline yesterday and great Uncle Rubik, who live in Henley. And uh, right. Uncle Rubik is 80 odd. He has underlying health, health issues. And Pauline, brilliant, uh, an amazing human being, very intelligent couple, actually. Uh, she's been right. a t- she was a teacher for 35, 40 years. And so we go and see them. We stay halfway down the path. They open their door. They're sort of a couple of steps yeah. back in their porch. So we're about 10 feet away. We, we take the kids yeah. to wave at them and make them smile and make them yeah. feel safer. And um, yeah. Auntie Pauline says, Great Auntie Pauline, she says, look, we're staying in for 12 weeks, but we don't know what happens after that. Right now, best case scenario, best informed guess, what does a win look like in three months, four months, five months or six months time? If there is a win available at all here. There is a win available. And if people follow the, the advice, follow the rules. Right, and stay away from each other, just like you did. So I was really worried as you were describing that, Chris. I thought I was going to have to give you a telling off, uh, but the but you did the right thing, and we've said that for your auntie Pauline, um, for twelve weeks um, at first, which she's going to have to stay in um, and stay at home to protect herself and to protect others. 
we hope that by then we'll be uh, turning the tide on this and we're able to relax some of the more stringent rules. But we're only going to be able to do that if we get a grip on the spread of this virus. And we can only do that if people stay more than two metres away from each other. And at the same time, we're working on on treatments and on expanding the testing capacity so that we, as soon as we safely can, we can relax some of these stringent measures. But at the moment, that you know, too many people are getting in contact with each other, and 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 the spread, you know, is still going. And so that's why we're having to take some of these actions. Okay, Matt. So best informed guess again, if you don't mind. I know this is all difficult, but this is where we are. Uh, yeah. Um, so yesterday, yeah. lots of reports in some of the papers about the fact that um, they, they'd gone out and investigated people who'd been tested positive for coronavirus. So they definitely, yeah. definitely had it or have it, but hadn't shown yeah. the two either of the two main symptoms, which were which, yeah. which are fever and a, a new persistent cough. And I yeah. know, lo- I know this is again. It's maybe loose talking, and please tell yeah. you know tell me off if, if I'm going too far. Yeah. And a load of people who've had really you know more colds than ever before um you know similar similar symptoms which have been described by people tested positive that haven't had the fever or the persistent cough what are the chances against best informed guess of 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 how many people may have had this without even knowing it so far presumably the more of, of people that may have been affected the better that might be in the long run yes so like me, Chris, you're an optimist and always looking for the for the bright side. And that is one of the uh, um, potential uh, bright sides that lots of people might have had it so mild that they hardly noticed. That That is one of the reasons that it spread so fast as well, right? Because people getting it and not realising and therefore spreading it um, whilst their symptoms were very mild. So we're bringing in, there's a new type of test that's been developed to check whether people have had it, not just whether you've got it now, but whether you have had it in the past. And the great unknown right across the world is how many people get it without any symptoms. And if lots of people get it without any symptoms, ironically, that is a that is good news because that means people are immune to it in the future um we're quite we're highly confident that, that almost everybody not quite everybody but almost everybody is immune from getting it a second time so that is one of the uh, that is one of the sparks of hope and getting those tests are widely available is something we're working incredibly hard on. Okay, and now uh, just back to where we began, and I promise I'll let you go after this. I know you're busy. Um, sure. so, so people um, who innocently this morning, beautiful day, they want to get in their car. Yeah, it's unnecessary for them to get. In yeah. their, it's unnecessary, unnecessary for them to get in their car and drive to their local f- woods, for example, park up and take their dog for a walk. Yeah. That is unnecessary. Yeah, and they might feel is, guilty yeah. doing it. So you're yeah, saying don't yeah. do yeah. that. So if it's not necessary, don't do it. I get why people want to go outside. The most important thing is do not go within two meters of anybody else. But avoid, try to avoid all unnecessary travel, unnecessary social interaction. I mean, these are the, you know, this is, it's, it, it's really clear. The single most important thing is the two meter rule or six foot. Um, if you prefer to do it in feet, uh, it's just over six foot. You've, that is the single most important thing. Um, so if you if you do feel like you have to walk the dog, don't go near anyone else. Okay, but when when does one feel like they have to walk the dog? Well, I, I don't know. Do you have a dog? Yeah, I do, they, no, I do they... have a dog, but we don't need to walk the dog. The dog can go in the back garden. Yeah. Well, if you don't need the dog, if you've got some people don't have a back garden, Chris. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. Need, so if you don't need to walk the dog, don't walk the dog. Um, but right. if you do, stay away from other people. Okay. All right, Matt. I know you're busy. Thanks yeah. for joining us. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 